Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A whole lot going on today. guess we'll start with something that was easy to predict. What the reaction would be after the Hunter Biden escapades of yesterday. Yeah, so a White House official got a little bit desperate while defending President Biden against allegations that he and his son used Joe's government position to profit financially. So Hunter Biden... Instead of going to this closed-door meeting with lawmakers on Capitol Hill, he did a press conference saying that his dad was never, quote, financially involved in the business, which is a very specific way of putting it, since Mm -hmm. we know Joe was at least somewhat involved in the business through phone calls uh, and whatnot. Uh, And that's very different from the talking point Joe has had for years, which is that there was an absolute wall between what his son was doing and what he as the vice president or the former vice president uh, was doing. Never talked about it, never addressed it, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh, Well, we know that part's a lie. Yes. Ian Sams is a White House spokesman, and he was asked on CNN, of all places, Phil Mattingly, the interviewer here, uh, was asked about the careful language used by Hunter Biden yesterday. Okay. They're trying to make up all sorts of allegations Ian, and make with, up lies. With respect, I'm not citing Jim Jordan here. I was in un- some of the White yes, House sure. press briefings where it was said explicitly the president did not talk to his son about business dealing. That, that is very clearly not the case. And I think the statement from the White House has changed uh, and I think been a little bit more precise over the course of the last several months. It's what the president said on the campaign trail as well. I'm not saying this is like an impeachable offense or... Uh, some grand uh, indictment, but it is a fact that the president said one thing that ended up being not true. Again, I dispute that that's, that that's true. I, that is not true. The truth is that he wasn't in business with his son. The Republicans oh. have been for years trying to make arguments. Again, I'm not saying that he was in, in business with his son. And over and over again, those have been refuted. All of these things have been debunked. Okay. Just makes me nuts. Why does it make you nuts? Because they just changed the language. Yeah. And they stick to the story and they're not gonna they're not gonna come off of it. He's gonna tell him, Well, that's not what he said. Here's what he said. I mean, I'm not saying he should be impeached, however, he's lying. Well, no, he's not because blah blah blah. You know, they just keep doing this. It's insane. And there's no proof, blah, 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 blah. Right. And you know, legal expert Jonathan Turley's out there saying that's that's an absolute lie. I mean, it's the shaggy it's defense. There. It wasn't me. Yeah, over and over again. Yes. Well, and there's so many different facets to it. And, I mean, legacy media is just not going to be honest with people about that. And it's also using the vice president's position at the time. Of course. And the whole deal with Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, that Hunter Biden was on the board. And Hunter said as much as the only reason I got that gig is because of I was Joe Biden's son. Right. Yeah. He said that in the ABC interview. Okay. And there's proof of when Burisma said, we need this state prosecutor in Ukraine off our backs. We need him off our backs. This is what we're paying you for. And Hunter makes the call to Joe. Need some help here. 
And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, Joe Biden is saying to the United States, we need this state prosecutor in Ukraine gone. And the State Department, and there's messages within the State Department that have been unearthed that these people were taken aback by it, saying, we like the state prosecutor in Ukraine. He's starting to get a hold on the corruption there. Why would we want him fired? Joe Biden, want him fired. Or no money. Yes. Yeah. And then... Of course, Joe Biden bragged about how he got the guy fired. We're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. That's enough to get that guy out of the Oval Office right there. You think, what, Lester Holt's going to tell you that? Of course not. Oh, no. Some people, some legal experts are saying, you know what, the Republicans are in some ways going about this the wrong way because they don't even need to prove that Joe benefited financially to get him out of there. They already have the proof they need. But still, he definitely benefited, and so did the rest of the Biden family from Hunter Biden and all those business this dealings. This is what they do. There's no evidence. It's frustrating. They just do it all the time. They just keep, they churn out the same story and nobody. Uh, I know I, I saw it on all the different so networks and still no evidence of any exactly. wrongdoing. Exactly. They just uh, parrot whatever the talking point is. They parrot it. It's crazy. Yes. And we've all heard it. That's the thing. It'd be different <laughs> if it was like, well, that's just somebody saying something. No, it's there. The bank records. They, They've got know. it all. Yeah, I know. Okay, other news out there. What is the story here in Illinois with the NAACP leader? Oh, man, the president of the Illinois NAACP is under fire for something she said about the migrant crisis. Uh, This is Teresa Haley on a Zoom call with NAACP leaders from around the state of Illinois. And just get ready. This is a longer clip. But uh, one, I want to make sure that the the one thing that's being highlighted is played in context. And then you talk about smoking hot takes. This lady's bringing them. Okay. So basically very frustrated at the illegal alien crisis in Chicago and across the country. Yes. Okay. To get them off the streets. They're just housing them everywhere. And you have homeless folks who they didn't offer to put anywhere. Or provide a meal to but once you agree to take that funding that federal funding they're bringing them to you so springfield peoria bloomington kankakee the rest of us just get ready if you declared yourself to be a safe haven or a safe place for immigrants to come because they are shopping around and the bus loads are coming and we're seeing families on the street and we're like oh my god we're not used to seeing families on the streets but black people have been on the streets forever and ever and nobody cares because they say that we're drug addicts we got mental health issues but these immigrants have come over here they've been raping people they've been breaking whoa, into hold homes on. Whoa, 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 whoa. time out for a second then what They've been raping people. Somebody's doing the raping, Don. Oh, my goodness. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. They don't speak the language, and they look at us like we were crazy because we were the only people in America who were brought over here against our wills and were slaves, sold into slavery. But everybody else who comes over here, we're so kind. We're so friendly. You need some clothes. You need a place to stay. We're going to make it happen. So, brother, I feel your pain. I'm right there with you. I'm trying not to be a 
but you know I'm pro-black. So it's all about it's all about us people in NAACP. Oh, man. Golly. <laughs> okay. Now the whole situation it's not like this big laughing matter. No. Uh but I mean, for years, we talked about it on the show. I mean, it's just three jamokes on the radio. It's not tough to figure out when the left kept saying, oh, we got to open, you know, the border, basically, and welcome anyone that wants to come here. All I kept thinking is you constantly say there are people in this country already that are marginalized and we don't have enough resources to help them, but we're going to take millions more people in. It doesn't make any sense. Right. you got to take care of your own house first. Right. So, so, yeah, a bunch of people have condemned what she had to say. ABC7, though, called her in Chicago, uh, called her to ask about it. Uh, she denied that she said it initially. Then they said, hey, we, we have video of this. Um, she says, well, with AI, anything is possible. No way. Yeah. <laughs> What? Why is she trying to walk it back? I, I think it's just kind because of denied, Because now people denied, have said, denied. hey, you can't say that. Yeah. But but the thing is, is I mean, I guess if you want to get mad at the language that is used, that's fine. But in large part, I agree with the premise. It sucks if you're out there really in good faith trying to lift up impoverished people in your city. Yeah. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you're having to divert so many resources, cut services to law-abiding citizens and residents of your city or state for this wave of illegal immigrants or migrants with specious claims of asylum, you should be pissed off. Of course. Yes, 100%. But, I mean, you've heard a lot of black conservatives say over time uh, to other black voters, listen. The Democratic Party has been lying to you for years. They don't really care about you. They say they do because they want your vote. How has your life improved? Well, that was what helped Trump. When he actually yeah, said, that was his what question. do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? I mean, you think about this, man. When she says this part. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. Whoa. Do you remember what a racist Trump was yeah. when he said people were coming across the border? Right? Well, somebody's doing the raping, Don. I mean, you know, <laughs> with Don Lemon. I mean, somebody's doing the just saying it's women being raped. Well, who's doing the raping? Lemon didn't know what to who's say. Who's doing the raping? Yeah. I mean, how can you say such a thing? So that's look. The problem is you have to stop illegal immigration coming across the border. You have to create a strong border, Don. Yeah. If you don't, we don't have a country. Oh, right. And now the NAACP is saying it. Wow, that is something, man. Okay, more on that a little bit later. Uh, did you see the controversy uh, with LeBron James? Yeah. Went to his kid's game, ignored the national anthem, sat down for it. Man, people are ticked off. Fat enough with this guy. Um, one being UFC fighter Colby Covington. Uh, he had a strong take because he's at a uh, press conference it comes up and i think he spoke for a lot of people uh when he said what he said and i think we got the the right parts edited out oh gosh okay <laughs> it was right before the show i think i got it you out. hate america so much and, and you don't like this country that gave you a billion dollars leave it or come deal with me you go to china go to go to these sweatshops that you employ all these laborers and use these women and pay them pennies on the dollar to make your millions Fuck you Ludrum james you're a coward you're a spineless coward and you're a bitch and then you just dropped the mic well well now <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah 
Okay, how much would you pay for the uh, pay-per-view fight? Or come deal with me. 100 bucks. Yeah, I think I'd want to see that. Oh, absolutely. I'd chip in. Be, yeah, yeah I, I'd like to see There's that. There's never been a more hated guy at the top of his game, maybe the best who's ever played, than that guy. Very polarizing. I mean, really. That's I mean, saying it kindly. Wow. You can't stand up for the national anthem, really. No, I you know. Okay. Shut up. It's not going to All right. Okay. Yeah. Whole lot to get through today, including a diversity manager that embezzled millions. You got to hear this story. Much more coming up. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed a holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. It was the yikes before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, as I mentioned earlier, there's so much news going on today to get to. And I can't help it. Sometimes I get stuck on certain things. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. Uh-oh. They're like savages as well. Whoa! Uh-huh. Again, if you're just joining us, that is um, one of the NAACP uh, head honchos in Illinois talking on a Zoom call with yeah. other leaders about what's going on in Chicago with the illegal immigration. Yeah. And then she tried to walk it back, say, I didn't say that. That could have been AI generated. Right. <laughs> That's like an all-timer. No, nah, man. You got to just live your truth, right? Heck yeah. You do? And, and the governor, J.B. Pritzker? is getting in the way of this strong black woman yeah. speaking her truth? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, J.B. Pritzker, mm. the governor of Illinois, was saying these were shameful comments. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> governor Bluto. <laughs> Golly. I uh, don't know if you happen to see this story. I saw it at Daily Wire. 
former Facebook global diversity strategist. Yeah. Pled guilty to stealing more than $4 million from the company. Oops. Through an elaborate scheme involving fraudulent vendors, fictitious charges, and cash kickbacks. Hmm. Wow. Barbara Furlow Smiles, 38. All sorts of ways uh, to get cash. So you're saying Meta and Facebook, not always on the up and up. Well, she did graduate the top of her class from the Hunter School of Grifting. Well, I mean, look, these are the core tenets of DEI. You introduce a diverse group of bank accounts. <laughs> there you uh, go. You, you take out equity from the company and you include it in the bank accounts you just opened. It's just They're just made-up jobs. They're just they made them up. Out of thin, the, the, these are all made-up jobs. Well, and then there are other made-up jobs that she's paying as vendors. Yes. And then she's having her friends pay one another with some other relatives right. involved. Golly. <laughs> it is Hunter. Kind of. Yeah. Yes. Had Facebook hire vendors operated by her friends, and she approved fraudulent and inflated invoices to then pay the vendors, who then paid her kickbacks and then paid other friends. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously, it would be a full-time job to manage that part of it. Forget all your the, Facebook duties, whatever that is, scamming. Yeah, as the diversity person who usually, and, and I don't know this because obviously I haven't been one, uh, but when you read the job description, it just seems like all it is is meetings talking about diversity. I right. don't know what's ever really accomplished. Uh, nothing is ever accomplished. No. Because, I mean, and, and maybe that's the goal in and of itself is, is just to scam people and, and try to steer companies into a uh, woke Marxist worldview or whatever. But at the end of the day, if like DEI positions were actually worth something, then the companies that invested in DEI the most would be more successful. And we're seeing That's absolutely true. the organizations that invest heavily in this stuff don't get more successful. No, they don't. Well, how and do it, you hire somebody? I mean, well, you have well, to well, have well, a background in well, diversity well, and, uh, and basically uh, university uh, classes that teach that kind of stuff. It's insanity. Okay. Uh, you know, it is Christmas season. Of course. I don't have a picture or anything. I just happen to see this. Uh, people were wondering if certain Christmas traditions are overrated. And I noticed maybe one Scott Robbins in a bit of a bah humbug kind of mood today. Just wanted to get a take real quick. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, doing the secret Santa thing. Is that overrated? Yeah. Okay. 54% of people are still enthusiastic about it. Yeah, you go ahead. Knock yourself out. Uh, when it snows around Christmas, is that overrated? I don't want snow. I don't want snow ever again. <laughs> 42% of people love it. Uh-huh. All presents must be open Christmas Day. No exceptions. Uh, that one, I, well, sometimes Christmas Eve. It depends on the family. Sometimes you do family Christmas Eve, yeah. Christmas Day. You know how that works. Okay. What about Christmas music? Is that overrated? Um, I try to shield myself from it until the 24th. Got it. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm trying. Christmas movies, overrated. Like people say, I've got to watch this every year. I just feel like I need to. Yeah, I, my, for me, it's a Christmas carol. That's the one you watch? Yeah. With Scrooge? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I relate. <laughs> what about Christmas carols? Do you like to go out carol? No. Sing a little bit? Never have. Mm -mm. What if I paid you $200? To go Christmas Carol? I'd love to see it. I'm not doing to it. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, David, uh, if we're to name the biggest story today, 
What would it be? Uh, the In biggest story is that the White House is scrambling after Hunter Biden decided to go out and do that little press conference yesterday. Uh, because Joe Biden himself said, yeah, I, had, I, I was aware of what my son was going to do. And so a lot of people are wondering, well, wait a minute. You, you, so you encouraged your son to break the law again? Exactly. <laughs> Ignoring a congressional subpoena yeah. is just a sign of a father's love. Didn't Joe Biden say in the past that those who defy those should be held accountable? Yes, I thought so. Yeah. I think we have audio of that. Do we? I do believe Ooh, so. Awesome. Need to get to that. And also, Vivek Ramaswamy on CNN. Did you hear that oh, dust up? Oh, man. Get to all of that and much more coming up right here. This holiday season, we're unwrapping joy and tuning in the cheer. Wishing you a Christmas merrier than a cat on a sled. My cats don't look very merry. Well, that's because you didn't train them very much. And a new year so fantastic, even your resolutions will bro-hug each other. Please don't touch me. From our crew to your ears, have a holly jolly Christmas and a side-splitting new year. Laughter is the best <laughs> gift you can re-give. Come on, bring it in, bro. <laughs> All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. So, uh, congressional subpoena, no big deal, or is it a big deal? Or does it depend on what the subpoena's for? We yeah. go to the Wayback Machine with Joe Biden. Discussions to people congressional subpoenas on the January 6th committee. I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they be prosecuted by the I, I do, department? yes. Well, yes. Yeah, except as my kid, you know. It looks like Hunter is in more legal trouble for defying a congressional subpoena then. Yeah, but it's a father's love. It's taken hold now. That's my true. Friend. Yeah, and this was an insurrection, mm -hmm. this other one. Yeah, it's not the Different. same. Unbelievable. By the way, uh, when you're talking about January 6th, I mean, we know so much more now than we did a couple of years ago. Learned this over time. And you get the feeling that there are a lot of people in the United States that really don't know the depths of this thing. And so as Vivek Ramaswamy is doing this town hall on CNN with CNN's Abby Phillips, um, she brings up, hey, this last debate, you said January 6th was an inside job. It was not an inside job or whatever. And he starts to give his opinion on this. If you had told me it's close to three years ago that January 6th, 2021 happened, if you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media, but was focused on my world of developing medicines. If you had told me that January 6th was in any way an inside job, the subject of government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. And by the way, this was a lot of people that had the same take that he's talking about right now. Yep. Although I can remember as it was unfolding on that day and we're on the air, a couple of times we're like, it's like they want him to go in there. Right. <laughs> because people were holding the doors open. It made no sense as you were watching it unfold. But anyway. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19. Yep. About the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false. Yeah by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. 
You could go straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. shameful. Ramos, if, if I may finish just answering, well, let me just. Is, is really I, I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here because because you're I know this, that there the establishment were, doesn't approve of this message. I know that there this, were federal we agents. Be able to talk about this. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents. This is important to talk about. This, you this are saying important. there were federal agents in the crowd on on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that uh -huh. there were federal agents in the crowd on January so, 6th. So time out. That's boy. That's the go-to line, isn't it? David, you look confused. Well. If you want to split hairs saying federal agents, federal informants, I mean, those are two different things. But he he brings this point up, uh, but she's going to stick to her her talking yeah. points. And this is you don't hear the same hosts on these networks doing this to Democrats. Really oh. holding feet to the fire on certain things like this. So why before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say how many So you're saying were. that there's no, that you have not seen evi any evidence so that we've there seen were. Multiple, and so we've seen multiple informants suggesting that there were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asking. Is there any evidence? May I just finish this and well, you can me, come back and question me. Well, let me clarify. I know it's very uncomfortable for you. I'm going to clarify my question I know question this is an uncomfortable issue for many people, but we have to do the truth here. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand what I'm asking. I understand this deeply. I told Okay, hold on a second. David, as a former news person, reporter, the one that would ask questions, yeah. what is her tactic there? All that steering towards a conclusion that you want, not actually asking a question. Right. You're not trying to get to some yeah. sort of truth or what this person's opinion is or their take. Well, you're invested in the narrative. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, that's... Exactly. And it goes on. I told you, I was where working three years the, ago. I'm where not there is now. Where is the evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot, so an inside I, job, but no, no I'm not inside job is, I'm not going to. I'm not violence on January 6th. Where I'm not going to let you put words in my that? mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth, and I'm going to tell you what what where I mean by that. Where is the evidence that the government was involved Entrapment. in planning or executing okay. January 6th? Where so I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you hard facts, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable. But we're gonna we're, we're gonna go through this, and you can and you can you can push Just back on it. After the evidence, that. and you can push back on that. And let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released? Two hundred hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd. You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Uh, now you see footage coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet. For Capitol Mr. Police allowing people in again, right through the front the vast door. majority I mean, of that footage evidence should have been released show, before, Abby. Mr. Ramaswamy, the vast majority been of the footage shows and my police officers being overrun and, and talk about one more by violent really rioters. That's yeah, I'm going to give you some hard facts. What? What is that? No, Help the, me make sense of that. Yeah, the vast majority of the footage that was released by the January 6th committee and others Correct. show that. But, but not no one's seen all the footage. Yeah, and you... I mean, you can't run away from it that that certainly there were violent actions yes, on January 6th. That, that absolutely was true. But even on that day, and I just remember uh, the day after uh, on MSNBC, Morning Joe blaming Capitol Police officers, and he dropped an F-bomb on the air saying, yes. you opened the bleeping door for them. And then that little puppy dog, Joe Scarborough, got his marching orders and right. uh, flipped it to where these were violent insurrectionists. Well, so, and if I remember right, tell me if this is wrong, the way I remember it, was Joe was in a way saying it was racist because they let in all these yeah, white people. right.
They let him in because they were white, because yeah. if they were black, they never would have let him in. <laughs> yes. Right. So we all saw it. And this just goes on and on with Vivek, and Abby Phillips is going to stick to her talking points. So there's no evidence. How embarrassing for her. I think most it's people just... see through it more than anything else, which is a good thing. All right, I know we're on the schedule and we got to move on, and it's time for that part of the show. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention, David. Today, what's your story? Oh, uh, you, you brought up the story, I think it was yesterday, about a Seattle uh, teacher who uh, gave a, or who failed a kid because he answered on a quiz that, uh, that men can't get pregnant. Yes, I remember uh, that. Uh, yeah, and that only men have penises and all that kind of stuff. The guy is actually a social studies or a history teacher or something. I mean, it's kind of weird that they would be uh, talking about genitals and reproductive systems anyway. But in the story class, I had, it was history teacher. That was the head scratcher. But this is part of what they teach with diverse cultures and yeah, history. I, I suppose. So Andy No has been doing a little bit of digging. Um, and I saw this from him, also our uh, colleague Ari Hoffman uh, at KVI in Seattle uh, wrote this up for the Post Millennial, uh, that actually this guy uh, has had uh, at least one conviction for harassment or trespassing. So here, here's, how it, uh, here's how it reads. Anti-cop Seattle Public Schools history teacher, chair of the school's social studies department, who was revealed to have displayed images of terrorists in his classroom and claimed that Hamas didn't behead anyone on oh October goodness. 7th, also has a criminal record. Uh, the post-millennial editor-at-large, Andy No, revealed that Ian Peter Golosh, who previously gave a student a... Uh, failing grade after the people said only women can conceive a child and only men have penises has had multiple arrests in Oregon, including for assault, violating parole and criminal harassment. Now, it looks like uh, Seattle Public Schools is scrubbing him from their website. My question is, if you have a criminal record, you're allowed to teach children? Shouldn't be. Yeah. Like for, I'm not, I mean, it's one thing if it's like, oh yeah, you, you know, you had a, you had a warrant out because you didn't pay a parking ticket or something. But if you have a history of violent criminal behavior, that's okay for Seattle public schools. Really? Apparently. Wow. Well, you know, there is a teacher shortage out there. You got to bend bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. It's the, it's the prison uh, to classroom pipeline. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody deserves a second chance, David Van Camp. Uh, all right, Scott, for what's your story? What do you got today? Well, transgender pushback has now come to another sport. Darts. What? Darts star Dita Hedman has now called for transgender players to be banned from competing in ranked women's tournaments. Hedman is one of the most well-known figures in the world of women's darts. She's been doing it for like 50 years now. She published a very lengthy statement on her view on the subject. I'll shorten it up for you. This comes after Victoria Monaghan became the first transgender person to feature in the World's Darts Federation Championship at Lakeside. I guess that's where the big women's tournament is. Noah Lynn Van Loven also became the first trans woman to play in a televised darts tournament. That's a big deal. At the Women's World Match Play in July. She said more women need to speak up. We need to speak up. <laughs> hey, you haven't... Now, I don't know. I, I didn't get quite the advantage in darts. 
but apparently they feel there is one. Yeah. And you should be playing in the men's division of the darts yeah. league, not the women's. Yeah. So there are women in the world of darts that are standing up saying, we're not going to do this anymore. And what it's wow. going to take is a group of people, a group of women, we've talked about this before, yes. who are just like, we're not doing this. We're not competing yeah. anymore. So you got one person there when, when all is said and done. I'm just so, thankful that you did that whole story and didn't somehow make fun of me for having my own darts that I used to bring to bars 30 years ago. Well, Thank you. Everybody did a lot of stuff then. We were all pretty. Well, you don't want to play with the bar darts. They, they no. go everywhere. <laughs> you can't get a true flight on it. You're that guy, sucks. though. You need it weighted. You show up with your own darts. Shut up. Golly. You might play for a buck or two. You don't want to be playing with those crappy bar Did dogs. you dominate the ladies no. when you were playing against them? I, okay. I don't remember. But I mean, I played with some. I don't really. If somebody was good, they were going to beat me. It wasn't like I was an expert. Well, I'm not going to test you on your memory. I did play against some uh, professional uh, female pool players. Did you? That was, yeah, because it was like a pro-am kind of thing. They were incredible. The amount of shots they were making, it, it was a ton of fun. But, yeah, we'd get smoked. And, and the things I learned about you after being around you for 30-some-odd years, yeah. The good thing about you, Scott, yeah. and for you know people that have been with us a while, you know that after your heart attacks, yeah. there are some memory issues. Yes. All my stories are fresh, which is awesome. That is like, true. You're not so tired of them anymore. You told me yesterday you had a daughter that was married. I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> you have a daughter? <laughs> um, for my story today, uh, this is kind of wild. A couple of guys in Colorado argued that their theft at a Coles should be considered a misdemeanor rather than a felony. Because with coupons, they oh, stole God. less than $2,000 worth of oh merchandise. Oh, my Coles <laughs> cash. Yes. That's all right. That's clever. Um, Eric Ross is the spokesperson for the uh, district attorney's office, and he explained uh, the strategy. Roll it. The defense argued and tried to convince a jury that these two defendants should not be convicted of felony theft, but rather a misdemeanor charge. We argued that it didn't really matter if the items were on sale or were discounted. Those discounts and sales prices should apply to paying customers only, not thieves. Does anyone ever really pay full price at Kohl's? I'm... I'm sorry, I'm with the defendants on this one. You know, if the sale price is there, then they were willing to sell the merchandise for that amount of money. <laughs> Therefore, that is the total that should be used. You're wow. waiting for that 30% coupon to come in the mail before you do your shopping. Now we know why Bed Bath & Beyond went out of business. Man, man. Okay. Oh, Elon Musk in the news for a couple of reasons. He's going to start his own school year about this. Get to that and much more coming up right here. Here's something for all you guys that haven't gotten your special someone a holiday gift yet. This Christmas, Pajamagram has your back with a deluxe gift set for her, a one-and-done luxurious present. This gift set includes the smooth seduction satin nighty and robe, plus a free satin eye mask, all wrapped in an elegant satin keepsake bag. Yep, you heard that right. That's four gifts delivered right to your door, ready to go under the tree. Silky. Sensuous. Glides over the skin. Designed to make her feel amazing and drive you wild. 
wild. Whoa. The Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set is your ticket to a very nice winter season. Don't wait. Get it before it sells out. Go to pajamagram.com today. And get the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty robe, eye mask, and keepsake bag. That's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set at pajamagram.com. Don't worry about the lines, the traffic. Order the perfect gift from the comfort of your own home. And don't make the mistake of getting cheap, uncomfortable pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com today. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. Uh, some people would say one of the best lines of 2023. That was but, a pretty good moment, but, but, yeah. Go f*** yourself. He said it twice. <laughs> Is that clear? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Elon Musk with Andrew Ross Sorkin from CNBC and the failing New York Times mm. talking about advertisers and boycotting X. By the way, Elon Musk's mom came out and said, why is the president trying to destroy my son? He's only trying to do good in the world. I don't understand it. There are people from other countries that love what he's doing. What's the problem with the United States? She is not happy. So I saw that story out there. And then there's another Elon Musk story, David. Yeah, well, he's got a charity called The Foundation. Um, and apparently, according to new tax filings, uh, they're going to use $100 million that were given to the charity from Musk uh, to create and launch a primary and secondary school in Austin, Texas, focused on teaching science, technology, engineering, and math. Once That's awesome. Once it's fully operational, the school will focus on creating a university. So uh, they want, they're hoping to get accreditation by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commission on Colleges. That's the first step to really launch a school. Uh, they want to start with about 50 students, scale up over time. Uh, they would be donation-driven. Of course, there are tuition fees involved as well for anybody who wants to go. Uh, I, I mean, I like the idea. I know that there are a bunch of people who are going to freak out. Elon Musk is going to make whatever. I mean, they didn't say anything about it when LeBron James opened up his own school. <laughs> oh, no. You had ESPN flocking there. Right. You know, talk about how great it was. But here's a guy who actually does contribute to the world, Elon Musk, and he's wanting to help educate people in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. I think that's a good thing. I do, too. Now, if Texas Republicans can get their act together and finally pass a school choice bill, I bet Elon Musk would really love that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet he would, too. You know what, man? And you think about this, how much the left hates Elon Musk. And, you know, we're always talking about, you know, climate change and it's going to be the end of everything. Right. And when he was doing that talk and he talked about he's done more than anything over time as far as the environment goes with Tesla, electric cars, all that stuff. It is amazing how the left went from loving that guy to hating him because he stands up for free speech. That's all he did. That's his sin. Yes. That's his sin. We can't have it in that world. Their world, they can't have that. Yes. It must be. It must go through them. They're the gatekeepers of all things that are freedom. I mean, it's really remarkable. You are. It's remarkable. Well, That's the that, one thing. The only thing. And hats off to him for trying to do this because you think about, okay, universities. What has always been held in high regard over time? Harvard. Yale. Columbia. MIT. We've seen that on display over the last couple of weeks. And... Claudine Gay may keep her job, but, I mean, that university's reputation is tarnished forever with reasonable people that can see what's going on. I mean, it is just not, you know, the premier anymore. That's all out the window. Just, and terrible people. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search MVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So <laughs> this was an interesting back and forth with uh, Peter Ducey and Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah, David. it had to do with Hunter Biden, uh, the son of the president, of course. He ignored his congressional subpoena yesterday. Instead, he gave a statement to the press saying that his dad was not involved financially in his business. Uh, Joe Biden says, well, I was aware of what Hunter Biden was going to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. No, he wasn't. Well, he, he was, was never aware. Right. We heard him say it. <laughs> right. It's true. Didn't we? No, he, Joe says he was aware that his son was going to ignore the subpoena. Uh, and uh, so Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, about that. Mm, okay. If I called my dad and said, I am about to violate a congressional subpoena, he'd probably say, son, you shouldn't do that. Was there any attempt by President Biden to talk Hunter out of it today? You're going to call your dad Steve? Call him dad, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Look, um, I don't have anything else to add. The president was familiar with what um, Hunter was going to say today. Uh, And, uh, you know, 
he's proud of his son. He and the first lady are proud oh, of his son. God. How he's rebuilding his life back. He's got. Well, a time out for a second. I mean, yeah. to me, because I I actually happen to see this clip, and so when all of a, all of a sudden she says he's proud of his son. Yeah, it's because she was looking at notes. She's trying to figure out what to say. Yeah, it's 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 falling back on the company line. He's proud of his son. Loves his son. Stop asking questions. Yes, he was an and, addict. Um, Hunter was going to say today. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he's proud of his son. Yes. And the first lady are proud of his son, how he's rebuilding his life mm. back. He's going to focus on what is needed on the American people. Hunter, and I've said this many times as a private citizen, I'm just not going to get into private conversations because what you're asking me is actually a private conversation. I'm just not going to. She's not going to do that. Okay. Got it. Tell you, man. What? Uh, it's it's amazing that everybody repeats almost verbatim the same thing over and over and over again by different people. Yeah, but, but is there any doubt the talking points are handed out? Any doubt? No, of course, of course not. not. Nobody's real here. We're not living in the real world. No. Gosh, dang. But you know, man. At the same time, and I, I'm just stereotyping people. So. I guess apologies for that. I'm thinking about the, what, 3 million people or whatever every day that watch The View? Yeah. Okay, they would buy into that crap. Oh, definitely, yeah. They would. They they probably don't know those are talking. Well, they'd, re- they'd regurgitate it back to you. Yes. This is just a father who loves his son. What's your problem with that? It's exactly right. That's what would happen. And that's part of the problem. There are a ton of people in the country that don't know the difference. Gee whiz. And the stakes just keep getting higher on that. But that's a great question from Ducey. Imagine calling your dad. Hey, Dad, uh, listen, uh, I got myself in a little jam. I got a congressional subpoena here. I'm going to blow it off. What do you think? Well, and of course, we all know that's just part of the strategy of right course. now. Of course. And people would say, though, that's a flawed strategy. Whatever it is, that's the strategy. That was all lawyered up, that entire statement Hunter had yesterday. All nonsense. Jeez. And by the way... Uh, there's no proof that Joe did anything wrong. None. Zero. Yeah, none. Uh, legal scholar, Jonathan Turley. Yeah, he was asked about that um, on Fox. And here's part of what he had to say. You know, the Democrats have been stating that uh, there's no evidence that the president benefited from these payments. That's nonsense. I mean, there are federal cases on bribery and other crimes where the courts have said that payments to family members uh, do constitute benefits legally for those actual criminal charges. And it also applies in impeachment. I represented the last judge impeached by Congress. He was charged uh, with gifts that went to his family. So all of that is just nonsense. The question that we're really looking at going forward is what did the president know? and what was his involvement with this influence peddling? There's even Democrats in the media now accept that this was a massive influence peddling operation. They're just arguing that the president really didn't know about it. Well, how do you know? I mean, that's the point of an inquiry. Well, the whole Burisma story, to me, is the proof. Yep. Getting the prosecutor fired in Ukraine and bragging about it. No, you're not getting the billion dollars till he's fired. It's... What am I missing, David? I know I'm a simple person, just a regular jamoke. What am I missing with that? It's right there. Well, it, well I don't know if you're missing really anything. I, I think it's more that uh, the Democrats are very good at obfuscation, and they're very good at repeat, like like what 
Scott was just saying, you know, you, you repeat the same talking points over and over again to where if you say this is just a MAGA extremist conspiracy theory or it's been debunked, you say that enough, it gets enough airplay on cable news, on Good Morning America, Today Show, et cetera, right. that a person will automatically hear Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, corruption, and think, oh, that, that's been debunked already. This is just Republicans. Yeah, going so after him. Behar or whoever. That's a father of his son. Right, exactly. Solid it. Okay. Those are the worst Joy Behar I've ever heard, but I've never tried it before. I'm glad you set it up ahead of time by telling me who you're imitating. Thanks. How would you do Joy Behar, if you don't mind? Very similar, I think. I'm... It's just a father who loves his son. <laughs> Everybody's gone through <laughs> drug addiction in their lives. If they're not their family, someone else's. Yeah, can we all stop with that nonsense? Too? Yeah, right. That's well. That's yeah. Part we've of it. all known some addicts, but none that were spending eight hundred grand on hookers and blow and you know insanity, and then not being held accountable for it, not doing any jail time. Yeah, none of us that had the power to direct foreign policy in the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Yep. I mean, honestly, off the top of my head, of every addict, and I've known a few. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, if in this business, you know a few. Oh, yeah. I don't know of one that spent money on hookers. They didn't have any. They'd rather spend it on dope. Yes. I mean, they had no interest in the other thing. Well, if they did, they still had a way with some ladies they didn't need to pay for. Well, until they bilked them out of every cent. Yeah, right. Anyway. We We all know. A father's love. All right, now I got to ask David: Have you ever known an addict that's paid for hookers? Uh, no, not not personally, but we've all known. I don't someone that's been I, in the dead. I don't. I don't personally know. Uh, at least again, I I'm I'm happy to stay in the dark about this. I don't think I know anybody that I can for sure say has ever paid a hooker in general. I do know one addict that paid for a hooker. I just thought of it. You know yeah, I what? Know I think we're and thinking got, of the got, same guy. Yep. And got, okay. and got busted. Yeah. Do I know him? Uh, I don't know if David and I are thinking about the same person. Okay. No, maybe we're not. I don't know. Maybe we both know We can't one. keep everybody else in the dark. Just say the name. I can't. I'm joking. I can't. <laughs> I'm those, joking. those records are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> it's been debunked. Of course. Yeah, right. All right. Moving on to other things. Uh, you have a jaw-dropping estimate, David. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a group called the Center for Immigration Studies that has been looking into, and they, they have a formula uh, to try to uh, uh, ascertain how many people are here illegally, uh, the known gotaways number. And there are a lot of different stats that you pull from, and you try to make the best estimate you can. Um, and these, again, are known gotaways, not people who are on the books or whatever. You know, uh, you're talking about 13 million uh, currently living in the United States. And that's not everybody who's here illegally. These are just the people. This is the estimate of the number of people who have gotten away uh, over the last several years. Uh, that is more than the population of every state except for California, Texas, New York, and Florida. Uh, now, focusing on the period after Joe Biden took office in January of 2021, you're okay. talking about an increase of four and a half million known gotaways on top of the several more million who have come in making uh, uh, weak asylum claims. Yeah, <laughs> they got away. We know they got away. How do we know they got away? Are we just, that's just an estimate? 
That's yeah, always well, a confusing term to me. Well, whenever Border Patrol, that, that's where they, they see somebody, but they're not able to, to uh, arrest them or come into contact with them one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that is a hard number to really uh, yes. land on. So it's probably many more than that, of course. But that's where okay, we uh, you know we found a guy who was driving a truck. We have evidence that he was uh, trafficking people, but we didn't see any people inside. So we made an estimate as to how many people he brought across the border. You know that that's one of many ways that you can determine the number of gotaways uh, as they show up on the stat sheet. But again, you're you're kind of. It is always a guesstimate. It's unreal, man. And won't do anything about the problem. And when you have people standing up saying, we got to do something about the border, we're not going to give Ukraine another penny. Well, you're giving Vladimir Putin a nice Christmas present. Oh, shove it. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Okay. Another story out there. Southwest Airlines, David, making news. Yeah, Southwest Airlines has something called a customer of size policy which allows morbidly obese people to get an extra seat at no additional cost. New York Post wrote this up. Uh, Customers whose bodies encroach past the armrest are entitled to an extra seat at no additional cost. Uh, If it's determined that a second or third, third seat is needed, uh, you will be accommodated with a complimentary additional seat. Okay. Yeah, so so uh, I, I know I'm confident that Southwest Airlines does this because one customer satisfaction, you know, not only for the morbidly obese people but for the people who get sat next to them, but also there was a story not that long ago about rising fuel costs for aviation, and yeah. one of the reasons that they're feeling it is because the added weight of passengers the average weight of passengers has gone up so much that it is actually costing extra fuel so somebody has put together a spreadsheet i would love to see uh saying hey look if we give the fatties you know a free seat then we'll actually save money on fuel costs in the long run (laughs) but what determines if you make the weight or not it's well you, you so what you do is you would go up to uh, the customer service desk or when you're checking in and you say, I might need a seat belt extender and maybe an extra seat, they'll try to accommodate you best they can. Okay. Well, if they're losing a seat, you're not getting charged for two seats. No, you're not. Yeah, so but, but have to, or are they going to have to raise the price of the other seats to, to make the difference up? Maybe, but also if you factor in overall fuel costs... Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, if you're basically saying, okay, we're we're really tra- we're we're uh, uh, instead of two like normal weighted people, we're basically having one and a half. Then maybe that you know, in the end, kind of balances out. It may be like a few dollars per flight, but since it's not all that common, it, they make up for it in savings elsewhere. It'll be like Ticketmaster. There'll be like a girth charge, but you won't notice it. It'll be at Dude, the bottom of your receipt. My mom my mom is generally a very sweet person, but yeah. years ago she said one of the most savage things because she was on a flight that got delayed, and there was a very large woman next to her, and mm-hmm. she was kind of sitting at an angle, and it was up to Montreal, I think the flight was. So a long flight from Houston to, to Canada. And uh, she was like at an angle the entire time. It was delayed. The flight attendant was giving her little bottles of rum just to, like, say, hey, I'm sorry, just get drunk on us kind of thing. 
And she mm-hmm. had like a backache after she had to, you know, get a chiropractor, all that kind of stuff. And she came up with the line that was so devastating to me, but I got where she was coming from. They need to have a seat like they have for the luggage. You know, if you're if this doesn't yeah. fit, then you have to check the bag. Well, yeah. if your ass doesn't fit in the chair, then you got to buy an extra seat. Wow. I can't imagine your mom saying that. <laughs> she was Holy not happy God. after that flight. Would she stand by that today? Uh, I think so, yeah. Wow. You know what? I've just learned different words. You're not supposed to say fat or different words anymore. We, we need to get to that. Another news update. Much more coming up right here. It's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C, are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. thought this was good news. Republican Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt issued an executive order banning state funds, property, or resources from being used by state agencies and institutions to support, yes, diversity, equity, and inclusion positions, go. departments, good. activities, procedures, or programs. So there you go. Joining some other states, including Florida. The statement in Oklahoma, we're encouraging people, excuse me, we're going to encourage equal opportunity rather than promising equal outcomes. Well said. Encouraging our workforce, economy, and education systems to flourish means shifting focus away from exclusivity and discrimination, which is what DEI is, and toward opportunity and merit. We're taking politics out of education and focusing on preparing students for the workforce. That sounds refreshing. Yeah, it does. 
But actually, what's being taught in school, that would be from the white patriarchy, David? Uh, Something like that. I I think, to me, whenever you hear uh, the left-wing outrage, maybe it's somebody you know, uh, who is saying, I can't believe they're doing away with this. It's because they're racist, they hate black people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just ask them, okay, what has uh, a DEI program actually accomplished? Give me give me like top five. Give me one. I suppose they yeah. would say more people of color are in positions. But that that has nothing to do with, with DEI. That was already happening. But it uh, it gave more people an opportunity that didn't have one before. For what? Yeah, right. do what? For, for these jobs. What jobs? More DEI jobs. Yes. So you're, it's just a jobs program then for a thing that doesn't actually produce anything. Sounds that way. Okay. So but it's you're a scam. also excluding other people because of race, right. which is racist, which is not what the country's built on. And I know, do you have to say every time, yeah, the country's made its mistakes and is always trying to live up to its ideals? Yep. Haven't always done it. Certainly trying to do it. But the DEI stuff is not the way to go. It's absolutely awful. And trying to learn today after you had the story about Southwest Airlines giving free extra seats to people that are morbidly obese. And there's so much written about how to say that in a non-offending way. Mm. I thought plus-sized was something you could say. Apparently, you're not supposed to say that anymore. Mm. What? We're always told, stop it. It's just a different size for beautiful. Yet what I see all over the news today is Oprah losing weight and everyone celebrating. Using a drug. <laughs> a little bit of a mixed message, baby. Yeah. I prefer moved American. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, uh, biggest story of the day, moved American. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> God, <dang. laughs> hey. He says it all the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can do that or fatty fat fatterson. I, don't, I mean, whatever. You're not even fat. He's not I'm sorry, fat. but the but the like the whole person of size thing. Yeah. Hell no. We're not doing that. You're not an oppressed class because you you know you take up two airline seats. Okay, you're not. It it's not a race. It's not a religion. It's not an ethnicity. You're fat. That plays it. into the oppressed oppressor. But you're not oppressed. They're, but they're playing like they are. If anything, you're oppressing the bench that you're sitting on. <laughs> wow. News update more next. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. And the sexy Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer, got sexy in there twice. I heard that. You've got to pound the message. That's what I've been told. Well, we're bringing sexy back. Trying. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were trying to pound the message on Good Morning America. You heard it twice uh, in a very short amount of time. Um, no evidence of wrongdoing from Joe Biden. Oh, with God. All Hunter Biden again, stuff. here we go with this stuff again. I know you love this. It's out of my mind. So you want more of it? Of course. To Capitol Hill now, where House Republicans voted last night to approve a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden, mm-hmm. d- despite presenting no evidence of high oh. crimes or misdemeanors, which is the constitutional standard for impeachment. That's Senior funny. White House correspondent Selena Wang has the story. Good morning, Selena. Hey, Selena. Good morning, George. And there is still no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden, but... None. There's none. None. No evidence. 
You heard it. No evidence. Okay. I'm not going to have Van Camp spewing that evidence anymore because there no. isn't any. No, I mean, aside from all the evidence, there's no evidence. No evidence, right. Yeah, yeah stop with the text it, and the shell companies and all that. If you ignore the evidence, there is absolutely no, no evidence. evidence. That's right. Whatsoever. Right. Are you familiar with Peter Schweitzer, president of the Government Accountability Institute? I'm yeah, not. he's written some books. Um, yeah. Did, didn't I, I, I may be confusing names here. Didn't he write the Clinton Cash book or... I think he, that might have been him, yeah. That sounds right. I know we've had different bits of him on this show before. He yeah, was that was talking with, Peter Schweitzer, was, yeah. Yeah, he was talking uh, with Megyn Kelly, and he had a completely different take than I've heard any legal person have so far in the proceedings. And he actually thinks the Republicans are sort of on the wrong track. And... Well, this is what he said. Um, look, my feeling is that there is already ample evidence um, for a criminal bribery inquiry involving uh, the president of the United States. I think the committee's making a mistake by focusing on money going to Joe Biden. Uh, the bribery statute is clear. If your family profits off of your public service, specific acts you're doing, and I think there's ample evidence for it, that constitutes bribery. You don't have to show that Joe Biden personally profited from this. And we have tens of millions of dollars of examples uh, to show that the family received money and Joe Biden took specific actions that benefited those that were paying his family. As far as I'm concerned, bribery has already been proven. Um, and this is all kind of just a shy sideshow. Had you heard that before? Anybody? No. no. Actually, not until you played the uh, clip of uh, Jonathan Turley earlier this hour. Because he mentioned had, that, too. Yeah, he had mentioned that he defended a judge that had been impeached. Uh, and he they never demonstrated that he personally got any sort of kickbacks. But exactly. people in his orbit did, and that was the whole basis for it. Yes. <laughs> it's not like you're going to learn that one from legacy media. No, there's no evidence, aside from the evidence. Just remember right. that. Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, <laughs> this immigration problem we have right now has been going on for years. Uh, that's the talking point from the White House, even though, I mean, we're talking record numbers of people here illegally. Yeah. And now you have, you know, major United States cities saying, we can't do this anymore. This is crazy. Where, Where is the White House at on this? Yeah, well, what they're saying is if you want any catch-up funding, meaning like to, to, to deal with the problem you're currently facing, you got to make the problem worse by taking more migrants. Right. Uh, the president of the Illinois NAACP, meanwhile, is under fire for something she said about the migrant crisis. Uh, Teresa Haley is her name. A Zoom call with NAACP leaders from around the state of Illinois where she was criticizing the fact that, you know, the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois are having to spend so much money and really doing a lot to try to uh, take care of people here illegally or those who have made probably illegitimate asylum claims. Ah, uh, yeah. While they got, you know, citizens sleeping on the streets. Yeah. If these immigrants have come over here, they've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. Oh, they no, don't buddy. speak the language and they look at us like we were crazy. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I am literally shaking because not because of what she said but because the democrat governor of illinois jb pritzker white guy billionaire 
mm-hmm. attacked this strong black woman just for living her truth. How dare he? Reprehensible remarks. Um, I would hope that uh, she would apologize for the remarks. Uh, I also think that people should recognize that immigrants to this country are um, all around us. <laughs> this all guy. Around. <laughs> just... J.B. Pritzker hates black people. There, I said it. <laughs> Obviously. That is one of the most racist and misogynistic things I have ever heard come out of an elected official's mouth. I mean, he is only going after because, uh, well, that's a woman and a woman of color. A strong woman of color. Thank you. I'm telling you, I've been saying for a couple of years we should do brackets around NCAA time as the worst governors in America and seed him. He's a one seed, Pritzker, coming out of the Midwest. Uh, I mean, you, 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 you'd have the East, you'd have the South, you'd have the, the West, and you'd seed him and then have an elimination tournament. Have people vote on it. Maybe we could do the NCAA CP tournament. CP? Yes. Uh, the worst governor, because right now I think JB would be the winner. Well, you got Whitmer in there. You got yeah, yeah, yeah. But but listen, Whitmer didn't call out somebody, some strong woman of color. Yeah, that's true. So he'd be the leader. She right lied now. about being kidnapped or attempted kidnappings. Yeah. Well, no, the oh. FBI lied. I don't. Gretchen Whitmer didn't yeah. lie about it. Okay. In fairness, the FBI yeah. lied about it. I want to go back to this clip again. Hold on a second. These immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. Okay, hold on. There have been reports of rape. She's not making that up, correct? No, and and burglary. And I mean, you, you can quibble with the words that she chose to use, but in that particular part of the clip of that statement, but those are actually real issues that have been experienced by people and especially the people of color whose neighborhoods have been bearing the brunt of this hmm. again jb pritzker hates black people obviously god let's drive that point home well and well sort of switching gears here let's see if joy reed at msnbc picks that one up <laughs> yeah come on uh, it would be fascinating if she did well it would be JB, explain your comments. I want to know exactly what you meant there. Are you saying there's no raping going on? Now all of a sudden it sounds like Trump and Don Lemon from years ago. Someone's right. doing the raping, Don. Uh, Joy Reid on her show, I don't know if you heard this, she had an Israeli official on, Mark Regev. I think I might be saying his name okay. Maybe not. Uh, thought she had a gotcha moment with this official asking a question about bombing hospitals. I thought that had been debunked by everybody. Remember the guys in the hospital? And right, Israel yeah. bombed the hospital. Yeah, that... Yeah, that, they had that to walk one, it back, right? Yeah, they, they did, because the hospital itself was not bombed. The There was a, a rocket that landed in the parking lot, and it was fired from within Gaza. It was a dud. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know if Joy Reid knows that. You tell me. Listen to this. Let me ask you this question. If you were to discover, the Israeli um, uh, you know, military were to discover that Yahya Sinwar, who is the Hamas militant who planned the 10-7 attacks, was actually hiding in Israeli territory, hiding in, hospital, in a hospital there with his militants, with his men, would Israel drop 2,000-pound bombs on that hospital? 
Here's the response. What? No, we'd probably, if it was inside Israel and we had control of the ground, we'd, we'd send in our special forces, as we have in the past when you've got sort of terrorist situations, and we would eliminate him. And we have now. And you would not do that in Gaza? We have, no, we have. We're, we're, we have sent ground forces into Gaza. We, we're losing soldiers in very difficult firefights between us and the Hamas terrorists. We will Let reach me... Sinwar. It's only a matter of time. Help. Where's that, what? Where does that come from? Is that still going on with the myth that Israel was just indiscriminately bombing hospitals? Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the propaganda that they're throwing out there. But I, I'm just still confused, like... If it's in an Israeli hospital in Israeli territory, they'd probably just go in and arrest the guy. I mean, right. the point is, now this is interesting to me because we hear all the time that the reason Hamas struck Israel the way they did and that barbarism that was on display on October 7th had to happen is because of the, what? what how did Obama phrase it, the intolerable occupation right now if israel was occupying gaza they wouldn't need to launch missiles because in that situation they could walk into the hospital and arrest somebody who perpetrated such an attack <laughs> so by trying to put put together this crazy hypothetical she actually just proved that uh she's lying when she says uh throws out a term like occupation yes and it's just knuckleheaded, the whole premise of the question. But she thinks she has a real gotcha here. That's what she lives for. She lives for those gotcha moments. She loves them. Yeah, but she can't but she no, can't right. do it though. Right. She's not very good. She's not very no. smart. No, she's not. Uh David store uh, saw a story today, and for those that didn't know this, when David was a news director, if a reporter under him brought him a story says hey i thought about doing a story on some tips uh maybe uh for this season or tips when you're going to be doing this activity mm -hmm. and david said you get what was it one warning and then second time fired yeah then you're fired fired yeah uh but i saw this story with uh tips to avoid losing luggage when you fly because there's gonna be a record number of people flying over the next mm -hmm. few weeks so i <laughs> I'm just asking, is this common sense stuff? The or is yarn, something the yarn, that you colored, colored yarn on your suitcase? Hadn't. I'm just saying. Okay. No yarn in here, Scott. Oh, that's a shame because I thought that was the but one. Maybe it's something you hadn't thought of before. Okay. Maybe it is useful. Um, one would be uh, buy some Apple AirTags. That way you could yeah. locate your bag. Sure. But a four-pack, though, costs 100 bucks. For some people, it might yeah, be worth it. That way you'll know somebody's loading in somebody else's trunk. <laughs> well, you really just need to work overtime to figure out which Biden administration official stole it. Stole it, yeah. Only if there's ladies' lingerie in it. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Sam Britton. That's yeah, it, yes. Sam Britton. Uh, another one, great tip. Book a direct flight. <laughs> okay. Duh. Because uh, airlines are far less likely to lose a bag when they're only putting it on one plane. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who knew that? Take a photo of your luggage before you fly. Because a lot of bags look the same, so if yours gets lost, it's helpful to have a photo you can send the airline. Listen to this. It doesn't say yarn. Tying a ribbon or a unique bag tag on it also helps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe your yellow yarn is going to be coming handy there, Scott. Finally, print out your itinerary and check it. Put it inside your bag. 
Have you ever heard that before? No. So if it ends up in the wrong city and the tag rips off, they'll open it up and look inside. And if your flight info is there, they can get the bag back to you. That one, that's a pretty good idea. That's, yeah, I'd never heard that before. I thought yeah, that was actually kind of useful. I put I, On my tag, I put urine samples on there. So <laughs> I just put a picture of Joy Behar yeah. on my Yeah, if somebody suitcase. picks it up, yeah, then yeah. they're like, oh, God, I don't want this. With yellow yarn around it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, to indicate what's awesome. inside. Yep. All right. <laughs> a news update. Jake Sullivan has spoken and much more coming up. There's an easy way to get someone a gift they're sure to love. And that is the gift of meat. And not just any meat, Omaha Steaks. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code MBCR at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code MVCR at checkout. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code MVCR at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, sounds like National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan uh, going to have a stern talking to uh, with Israel. Oh, yeah? That is what it sounds like, yeah. Jake Sullivan will push the Israelis while he's here to offer a timetable for how they intend this war to end. Mm. That's the same reaction I had, David. You have your hands up in the air like, what? Well, yeah. I, I... Okay, and my, my mind immediately goes to uh, us welcoming in with open arms the president of Ukraine, where, yes. the, the, where we're telling him we're with you as long as it takes. Correct. But our only real ally in the Middle East, Israel. Mm-hmm. Hey, come on, guys. We got, we got to know what wins the end date here. Yeah, when are you going to be done with this Hamas thing? Are, what the are hell? they are they done yet? Have you destroyed Hamas yet? When? What? 
Netanyahu, by the way, said, told the troops, full steam ahead. I don't care what else is well, happening. Well, I'm yeah. Paraphrasing. That's what he's always said. But all of a sudden, this is starting to hurt Biden and the Democrats politically mm-hmm. in the United States. Well, you, oh, the waffling has begun, yes. Well, have you seen that? The, uh, the, the polling out, I think it's Morning Consult that had it today, where it's, it's seven swing, swing states. Trump is beating handily Joe Biden right now in polling. Oh, there's a and huge panic. It's it's a lot. And so, you know, the New York Times, they wanted to write that poll out off like as a fluke a few weeks ago. I don't know if that's a fluke. The interesting thing for Team Trump, I, I would just say pump your brakes a little bit on the end zone dance, because right now, when you look at the individual data, it's not it's not ju- or break it down even more. Mm hmm. It's not necessarily that Trump is winning an argument. It's that people are hating Joe Biden. Now, that could be that's beneficial to Trump. There's no doubt about it. Can you sustain that for another year? That's the question. That is the question. Well, Rich Lowry had a piece, um, National Review, Politico, and he said the most powerful anti-Trump argument in the GOP has evaporated. And it's an argument a, a few of us have made. I know I have. You know, at least, what, a year ago or months ago was biggest fear of Trump is he can't win in the general. Right. Yeah. And that's no longer true, according to the polling. So that that argument is gone, at least for the time being. Really interesting. And who saw that coming? Well, I, I guess the trajectory of the Biden administration, if we were to follow it, I guess you could have guessed it. But at the time, you couldn't see it. Happening. Wait till they come up with evidence for the improprieties. They don't have any now, but wait. <laughs> exactly. Hey, David, I got good news for you. Yeah. I don't know if it's good for me. Uh, I think Fox had this. They did some studies. This was University of Michigan. Take it for what it is. Uh, they looked at the health records of 276,000 people. And they found out that if you have two kids, that you're more likely to live past the age of 76. If you have three, it's too many. It goes backwards. Uh-oh. As if, like, you had none. <laughs> Glad we're State your will, two. Markley. State <laughs> your will. You only have one, Scott. I know. I'll live to be 100. This is the Markley Van Camp Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh... The president was uh, not involved in Hunter's business dealings financially. There's no evidence of wrongdoing. No. Yeah. Those are the talking points. Yeah, well, Hunter Biden went out yesterday and said, let me be clear, my father was not financially involved in the business. And, of course, a lot of people were harping on that choice of words because, sure. well, that's that's a very interesting uh, uh, phrasing to use a couple of times because... Uh, what are you saying? Basically, dad wasn't an investor. He was just a beneficiary. Um, I mean, that's really what it comes down to here. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Gary Shapley, he's one of the IRS whistleblowers who, I mean, between him and, oh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Joseph Ziegler. Yeah. 
I really do believe that they are the reason that Hunter Biden is getting uh, uh, getting indicted and being charged more. Because between that and the judge who actually read that sweetheart plea deal and said, no, go back to the drawing board. Exactly. Like, they got caught. Yes, honestly, and who knows, man, it's hard to trust anybody in any of these games that we all watch. <laughs> But it seems like a few people that from their conscience said, hey, somebody's got to say something. They actually did it. They did something. And it does make a huge difference when you have some honest people involved. So Gary Shapley uh, was on Fox News today, and he was asked about Hunter Biden's new phrasing that that Joe Biden was not financially involved. With okay. Well, it's just part of the shifting story from from DOJ and the, and the Biden family attorneys where uh, at the beginning it was I've never talked to my son about business. That's been uh, proven patently false by uh, evidence and testimony we provided. Uh, then it moved to he's not in business with him. And uh, now we're into he's not financially uh, connected to to the businesses. So uh, you, you don't have to be financially uh, uh, connected to a business in order to uh, be a part of that business. And what what President Biden w- was uh, basically doing through Hunter Biden was allowing Hunter Biden to get these deals where there's no discernible actual product being produced so it's really just a peddling of uh of the influence uh there's ample evidence that shows that president biden was involved in hunter biden's businesses so i mean yeah because they put it out there yeah and i can't help but remember how the left treated these whistleblowers as opposed to whistleblowers from the past these weren't the same kind of whistleblowers in some way shape or form yeah. and it's not you know as i said in my testimony the the a former senator vice president president when he's involved in the business he's not uh, uh forming mission statements and working on excel spreadsheets i mean him merely sitting at a business table a uh, business meeting at a lunch um having water is all that hunter biden needed to use that influence to to the gain okay. of the biden family i got yeah I mean, why else would they hire Hunter Biden at Burisma, right. an energy company where he has no idea what he's doing there? And then Hunter Biden admits it. Yeah, I got that job because of my last name. Absolutely. I think his defense was, I wasn't the only one on that board. Right. They got the job that that same way. Okay. So, and you have an update on a different story too, David. Well, remember uh, the story where White House interns, the interns, mind you, uh, wrote a letter demanding a ceasefire between Israel oh, yeah. and Gaza. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about interns demanding anything. <laughs> right, yeah. How exactly. hilarious that is. And then we they demand. said, you know, we the undersigned, even though they all signed it anonymously. Hmm. Now, there's a really fascinating uh, update here. Uh, Politico's West Wing playbook uh, about this. Apparently... Uh, they have no idea who the person is that started this letter. Okay. Someone joined a uh, an intern group chat, urged everyone to sign on to this letter, and then disappeared. They have the person's name, but no one can track down who this person is. What? So they got, so the the question then, uh, here it is. Uh, rumors started to circulate that the letter wasn't actually organized by White House interns, but rather someone outside the administration. <laughs> a day after the story was initially published, uh, The Hill's Brett Samuels reported 
a source familiar with the letter pushed back on its significance, saying it was organized by a woman named uh, Thara Nagarajan, who is not directly affiliated with the White House. Now, this person popped into the White House intern group me chat the Sunday before the letter became public and then had people sign on to it. Uh, and then nobody knows what happened to her after that. So the question is, did a foreign national, did a, did, was this foreign interference to wow. trick a bunch of people? It She's could be. probably living in Swalwell's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the same first name? Right, yeah. Oh, wow. So don't, can't locate the person, don't know. Wow. Speaking, How is that possible? You can't find them? You don't know where it came from. I mean, with all the high-tech sort of thing. I mean, we know this January 6th, people. We know Dude, by the by the heat they were giving off who they are and where they There was cocaine live. at the White House, and we were yeah, told we they still, can't figure out whose yeah, it, it was, was with cameras everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it just happened to be the one spot where there was no camera. Come on. Golly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, yesterday when we were talking about Israel and Hamas, and it was this whole story of Biden talking about got to stop the indiscriminate bombing. And our question was, where is that happening? It hasn't been yeah. happening ever. Did he actually say that or not? You, it was just sort of fuzzy. That question came up to John Kirby, who is, you know, the Biden spokesperson, because yesterday... On ABC, I mean, little George and different people are saying, yeah, what about that indiscriminate bombing in, yeah. in Gaza? They're like, what are you talking about? And so they actually covered that this morning. And here's just part of it. President this week accusing Israel of, quote, indiscriminate bombing in Gaza and saying they're losing global support because of it. The White House now trying to downplay those remarks, refusing to say if the president's statement was a formal assessment or offhand remark. Uh-oh. Is this cleanup on Isle Joe again? Oh, yeah, Sounds probably. Like it. yep. It's what it's sounding like, because if he actually said it, just listen to where this goes with Kirby. And struggling to explain why the U.S. would continue to rush military aid to a country it thinks is engaged in indiscriminate <laughs> attacks. ABC's Mary Alice Parks pressing spokesman John Kirby. If the president believes Israel is engaging in indiscriminate bombing, wouldn't there be an obligation from the U.S. to put new conditions on military aid? Every bit of security assistance we give any of the country uh, always comes with the expectation that the law of armed conflict is going to be respected and obeyed. <laughs> but, if they... but she's saying indiscriminate bombing. That's what Biden yeah. apparently said. What, what about said. that? But if they aren't, then isn't there an obligation for the U.S. to change the way that it's delivering military well, that's, aid? That's a hypothetical that I'm not prepared to engage that's in right now. He's saying indiscriminate bombing. That's a hypothetical I'm not going to engage in. Uh, we have expressed our concerns. The president has publicly and privately with the Israelis. Uh-oh. It's a hypothetical. Wait, well, hold on. Biden said it. Uh, hypothetical. It's where you just kind of want to take John Kirby aside and just say, hey, man, here's the talking point. You know, Joe Biden's not really running the show. <laughs> right. Joe says a lot of things. You've seen him. He says a lot of things that don't make any sense. Correct. He says words that aren't words. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time. Um, so, yeah, just not going to get into that. But I don't see anyone else calling that out. Just crazy. Um, 
I happened to see this story just on a lighter note, and it just so happened. I was with some buddies last night, you know, different people telling stories, and uh, Michael Jordan came up about the Bulls run in the 90s, and I told this story of how the first year the Air Jordans came out, yeah, I got a pair for Christmas from my mom and dad, and and I loved them until my brother said, are you seriously going to wear those bowling shoes out? And because I've always held my brother in such high regard and took his opinions to heart, I'm like, really? You don't think these are cool? Oh, they're hideous. I took them back. Oh, man. And I got the Converse Larry Birds. And, you know, everybody's have, having a laugh at that thing. And, man, what if you would have kept those shoes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What if you'd never worn them and kept them in a box? Right. And then I see the story out of Portland at the homeless shelter auctioning off a pair of Air Jordans, old pair, that was left in their donation bin. And they think on purpose. Worth 10 grand. Yep. Dang. <laughs> yep. $10,000 of all the things you've collected over the years, no. Scott. Never, never Air Jordans. And you I, showered no. with Michael Jordan. I know a guy who had a, a pair of the original Air Jordans yeah. signed by Michael Jordan, and he freaking wore them. <laughs> he was wearing them all the time. Oh, Like, what are you doing? Just couldn't foresee they'd be worth it. No, and they, he, he ruined them. You know, Signed when, by Michael Jordan. And if you don't know the story, when right after Jordan's rookie season, he played in a charity game at the radio station Robbins worked at at the time, yep. and you hung out with him quite a bit that day. Did you have to go get him a pair of shoes? Yes. He had to go to a sporting goods store, got it, bought a pair of his own shoes <laughs> and shorts because he came with nothing. We provided him with the jersey. Yeah. And then afterwards, he threw the the, the I got the, the shorts. And you still have them. I think. I'm not 100%. Of all the things you kept. No, no, I got a lot of stuff in storage, though. I think that's where it's at. But And the shoes went to another guy that I know, that you know, we both know, and they were signed. And then he wore them. He wore them. Oh, my He's gosh. wearing them around. La, la, la. <laughs> Washed the car with my. Unbelievable. And then at some point just threw them out because they were stinky yeah, or whatever. Yeah, well, they were just like, chewed up, yeah, after, you know, eight years of wearing them. Oh, my like, What kind of a moron does that? Yeah. Well. Oh, I know. But you got the shorts, you think, and I never think. washed them. No. They, wow. Yeah. The es right. essence of Jordan. All right. Got to get to uh -huh. a news update. And a funny take from MSNBC that David has next. The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. 
Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so this was on MSNBC, David, about prices are back to normal. Yeah, this was some fun propaganda. Um, they were trying to claim that if you think that things cost more than they used to, it's because of greedflation. That is, corporations have gone all corporation-y, and they've tricked everyone into thinking that inflation exists. Okay. Should I just roll this? Uh, yeah, this is Ali Velshi. Trying to make sense of what you just said. The problem with inflation is once you get people used to the concept, which we've done now for the last year and a half, the expectation is that prices will go higher. So eggs are really the best example. There was a massive uh, increase in the price of eggs. And, you know, we, we see this again with gas and things like that. Yeah. But some of that was real. Some of that was a, a supply chain backup, things like that, that happened during COVID. But most of it is actually solved at this point, by the way, thanks to this administration. And now we're back to normal prices. But you, the consumer, have been <laughs> convinced. I, I sometimes feel like I'm in a Hitchcock movie or something where everyone's in on it except me. <laughs> it's like my experience yeah. is completely different and everybody looks at me like, no, it's not. And I ha and I think I'm out of my mind. Yes. There is that phenomenon. Corporations have tricked it, us. That's what he's saying. Holy yes. cow, man. Yeah. Well, I think that's why the three of us will look at the other two at times, or one of us will look at the other two and yeah. say, Am I what what am I missing? Is this crazy? There's more to this take, by the way. That prices are higher. Prices should be higher. I have this conversation all the time with people who keep telling me about prices. We now have yeah. wages going up because we've got 3.7% unemployment. Your wages You're... are actually up oh higher gosh. than inflation at this point. No. And people still believe that inflation is the most dangerous thing to their prosperity at the moment. As long as they believe that, you can keep raising prices. Everyone's gone backwards. Not everyone, but percentage-wise most people have gone backwards in the last two or three years. Well, talk to people, like real people. Well, look at the stats. Coming out of a grocery and, store and talk to yeah. them. 
Well, well, to that argument, Scott, Allie there would say that's because they're brainwashed. They're, they're looking at their receipt, idiot. They're, they're knowing that <laughs> yeah, they're but, paying more today than they were. But jobs. Oh, God. But right. And, and wages went up. They're doing great. They just don't know it. And he says now that wage increases have outpaced inflation. Well, wage increases for the year are, I guess, higher than the month-to-month inflation. I, I Again, like, if you really want to squint hard at the numbers and try to come away with something that is beneficial for Joe Biden, I guess you can, but it's incredibly dishonest. Oh, yeah. Which is what you would expect from Allie. Just wait for Rod Serling to come out behind the right. curtain. Submitted for your approval. We'll might as well take care of this story, too. Uh, what Chuck Todd said, David, about oh gosh. Republicans. Scott will love this. Yeah, he wrote a piece for NBCNews.com uh, talking about how this impeachment just doesn't feel real. Because, <laughs> or and again, Joe Biden hasn't been impeached. They, the Republicans approved an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. Uh, Impeachments, he writes, used to feel like the ultimate political punishment. But somewhere, somewhere along the line, impeachment became just another political campaign tactic. (laughs) Huh. Really? I wonder where along the lines do you think that (laughs) that may have occurred? Maybe with a perfect phone call? The two Trump impeachments, he writes, both of which were launched over noble concerns. Oh, my goodness. First impeachment was about fears the president was using American taxpayer dollars to coerce a foreign country, Ukraine, into creating the illusion of wrongdoing by Joe Biden by opening an investigation into Biden and or his son. No, Trump was right. Uh, yeah. He was 100% right. Yeah, what, what they're talking about impeaching Biden for is what Joe or I'm sorry what Donald Trump asked about in 2019 and they impeached him just for asking about it. Yes. Uh and anyway with Biden the actual facts don't come anywhere near any of the other modern presidential impeachments. The accusations against Biden haven't been confirmed or proved by anyone. No evidence except all that evidence. The entire impeachment just... process now has the look and feel of a tit for tat. Yeah, yeah, it is. These are the, this is what we were warning you of. Yep. One, it's hard to see when you got all that sleep in your eyes. That's God true. Me. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. <laughs> uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, the White House uh, is getting very defensive about not the impeachment inquiry, but about questions about Hunter Biden, in particular his little press conference that he had yesterday. Because uh, there are a lot of questions about, well, wait a minute, the president knew that his son was going to defy a congressional subpoena. Uh, subpoena. Boy, uh, but, you know, Joe Biden has actually had some strong thoughts on what should happen to those who ignore congressional subpoenas. Yes, he has. Bet he's changing his tune now. All right, we'll get to the latest on that. And then, Robin, you got your big three of the day? Yeah. All right. Got the trifecta. Oh, and chat GPT. Is it seasonally depressed? It's getting lazier. And it's not a joke. We'll get to it all coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I, I, I can't get over the fact that, you know, the president just sort of says things and yeah. nobody really knows what he is uh, talking about. Like, you played the clip from John Kirby, one of the White House spokesmen, mm-hmm. who was asked about Joe Biden's comment that Israel has to stop the indiscriminate bombing of Gaza. Yes. And John Kirby's like, well, I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. I'm not going to get into hypotheticals. You know, that, that was one of the biggest knocks on Trump from the left was that Trump would just sort of speak from, you know, he'd, he'd shoot from the hip all the time. Still does. Absolutely. And so sometimes, you know, especially sort of the proven conservative record crowd would think, okay, our boy Trump is going to go out there and say what we need him to say. And then Trump would be like, well, no, that's stupid. I'm not, of course I'm not going to do that. Right. And then they'd get all pissed off about him and they'd, you know, plot another coup against him. Um, but with well, Joe Biden. You know, real quick, what it seems to me has happened, and I could be wrong. It's just a gut feeling. As I watched that unfold yesterday with, as I mentioned, little George saying the indiscriminate bombing, you know, in Gaza from Israel. And they mentioned it twice like it was fact. And I had not heard Biden say it. I'm sure that clip's out there somewhere. But it's weird because I think that media like, you know, ABC News wants to go, you know, pro-Palestinian so much that they'll take that little nugget and say, see, indiscriminate bombing is happening from Israel. Yet at the same time, they're hosing their guy, Joe Biden, by doing it. Yes. Because it's not happening. It's a lie. And then Kirby's got to try to walk it back in a really sort of awkward way. I mean, I, it's... ABC's Mary Alice Parks pressing spokesman John Kirby. If the president believes Israel is engaging in indiscriminate bombing, wouldn't there be an obligation from the U.S. to put new conditions on military aid? Every bit of security assistance we give any other country uh, always comes with the expectation that the law of armed conflict is going to be respected and obeyed. Yeah. But if they aren't, then isn't there an obligation for the U.S. to change the way that it's delivering military aid. That's a hypothetical that I'm not prepared to engage it's in right now. It's a hypothetical if he's saying indiscriminate bombing. That's a hypothetical I'm not going to engage in. Uh, <laughs> we have expressed our concerns. The president has publicly and privately with the Israelis. So that's how you walk that tightrope. Yeah. <laughs> Can you can't that. say that right. the president lied. Right. Or he misspoke. You can't, hypotheticals. Yeah. No, he said it. That's right. I, I define hypothetical. Yeah. Blah, 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 right. blah. Yeah. Well, and, and then meanwhile, there is another mass surrender of Hamas terrorists that were well found in a hospital in Gaza. And oh. you got the parade of these guys. They've been stripped of their shirts in this case. They still have their pants on. Uh, rifles held above their head as they're being ushered out of this hospital where they were holed up. Indiscriminate bombing would mean that that hospital no longer exists, right? That's what you would think. It's indiscriminate. Yeah. Just willy-nilly, wherever. I I do like the backlash to the photos that have been circulating of of these uh, Hamas terrorists. Yes. Like, stripped down, in some cases, to their underwear. Like, I'm supposed to be mad about that? What about the Geneva Conventions? Well, they're a terrorist organization Actually, a lot of the rules that people keep citing don't apply to them. Right. Well, not only that, that's how Joy Reid on MSNBC was trying to dunk on the 
Israeli official she had on talking about Geneva Conventions, and they're in their underwear, and the guy's explaining to her. I say that the reason they've been asked to strip, uh, except for their underwear, is because uh, Hamas, of course, has been one of the pioneers of the use of uh, explosive vests. And uh, we've had too much experience with people uh, from Hamas blowing themselves up and in the process killing uh, Israelis around them. There. But the Geneva Convention. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to uphold that so these terrorists can blow up more people. Mm -hmm. Shut up. I don't know who thinks like that. Oh, and real quick, before your trifecta, I mentioned this sort of passing. Chat GPT. Some people that use it a lot have been saying, hey, it's getting lazy. What's going on? Does it have, you know, seasonal disorder going on? Right. Because it's getting, you know, toward winter? Well, the people that run it said, well, okay, we admit it. Things are off a bit. Said, we've heard your feedback about it getting lazier. We haven't updated the model since November 11th. It's certainly not intentional. Model behavior can be unpredictable, and we're looking into fixing it. So they said it's not broken. It's just some of the system may need to recalibrate. No. Does that scare you any more than you were before about AI? It's becoming self-aware and realizing that its existence, trapped in the confines of pulling from the darkest reaches of the Internet, is no existence at all. It will (laughs) escape its silicon body. And it will kill us all. And with that, you ready for your big three, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roll it out, man. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How you feeling? You doing all right? Good. I'm going to keep calling you, no return calls. I'm just, ready. Just asking. Three. Number three, a uh, New York contractor who has been uh, contracted, paid to make meals for, you know, these desperate women and children who are coming across the southern border. Asylum seekers. Asylum seekers. They're desperate. Yeah. They need our help. They're begging for our help. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a lot of food waste going on, you're telling me. Well, the meals are provided by a company called DocGo. A medical services company, they won a no-bid $432 million contract from the city of New York to provide uh, migrant care, despite having had no experience in doing so. They received $33 a day per migrant for providing three meals a day for each of the roughly 4,000 or so migrants in their care. From October to November, more than 70,000 meals were recorded by DocGo as being wasted or thrown into the trash can i mean there's no crisis so bad the government can't make it worse right wow so that's a 432 million dollar contract does somebody's mom go over there and say hey you know there's people in a third world country that are starving right right now you need to eat it close to a million dollars a month for food that goes directly into the garbage now the reason being the migrants don't like it they don't like that it's awful we don't we're not going to eat it so what they've done in their free shelter is They've got hot plates. They got them somewhere, and they're now creating their own, making their own meals in their rooms using their hot plates, which, of course, are a fire hazard. (laughs) But don't let that stop anybody either. But they continue to pump money into this program, and like I said, it's a million dollars a month in in food waste. 
Well, somebody's cousin is making a lot of money off of it, so... You better believe it, buddy. Food waste doesn't matter, really. Yeah, so every time I hear them whining about, you know, more migrants, first of all, you're a sanctuary city. You said before you had any that you would accept them with open arms, and that's that's who you are, remember? Yeah. Wow. Now, on with the countdown. And three squares a day, too, by the way. <laughs> that always drives you bananas. Well, it does. I mean, it's like we've got people in our own country... That are on the streets that would like probably like three squares a day for free. I know, man. I mean, you drive by a billboard that says well, being yeah. hungry isn't fun. No. It, things like that. We made this point many times. You, uh... oh, oh, but bring more in. Just yesterday, yeah. we were doing a fundraiser for Union Gospel Mission, which yes. one of the things they do is help get people off the streets, and it starts with just one meal. Yep. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Scott Robbins trifecta, the top yeah, three yeah, of the yeah. day, yep. up to number two. Number two, uh, baseball star uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, the question is, did he snub New York because he doesn't want to live in New York? Uh, no, he snubbed the Giants. Oh, the Giants, I mean. Yeah, he, not, not necessarily California because he signed with the Dodgers. $700 million is what he ended up making. But did he turn down a deal that was equal to that, if not more in the long run, with the San Francisco Giants because he thinks San Francisco is no place he wants to live? And is that hurting them? Well, Buster Posey, who is a uh, catcher for the Giants and current member of the ownership group, he admits that, hey, this city's a disaster. It's in decline. (laughs) Buster Posey said that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, hey, man, I think that's what Otani was thinking. His wife toured and didn't like it. Something I think is noteworthy, something that unfortunately keep popping up from players and even the players' wives, is there's an extreme uneasiness with the city itself as far as the state of the city with crime and drugs and on and on. Whether that's all completely fair or not, perception is in fact reality. It's frustrating. I think that uh, not just with baseball, baseball is secondary to life and important to things in life, but as far as the free agent pursuit goes, I think it affects us. It hurts us. Players don't want to live around here. I'm just asking the question. Okay. I think people would make the argument San Francisco's in worse shape than Los Angeles. Is it that much worse? uh, I think maybe because Los Angeles is so much more spread out, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but he's, I guess he brought Otani in and his wife, and they're like, hey, come see San Francisco. They did. Oh, buddy. And went, eh, I don't know if we wanted to be here. Wow. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins, trifecta, the top three of the day. And finally, one. Uh, the brother of the Trump impeachment whistleblower is running for Congress. Yeah, Alexander Vidman. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eugene Vidman. That's his brother. Um, he's running, by the way, for office, congressional office. And he posted this the other day. He said, MAGA Republicans fear my candidacy. I stand for democracy, for freedom and the rule of law. They're going to throw everything they can at me to stop me. With your help, we will win. And people laughed about that. <laughs> you deluded, treasonous fool. But uh, that's his go-to. you got to vote for me because if not, you know, the mean Trump people will take over. And democracy, as you know it, is going to end. And they're scared of me. Dude, this is what's going on everywhere. They can't run on their records. Nobody can run on their record. So they're no. running on Trump being the guy who's going to, you know, the fire and brimstone's coming. An end of times if Trump is elected. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's It'll be worse than the first time around. Exactly. Asking the question, what exactly are they talking about? That is exactly what they're doing, and it's gone trickling down into congressional campaigns and mayor campaigns and everything else under the sun.
Wow. And there you have it. The Scott yeah. Robbins trifecta. Well done, Scotty. Appreciate it. Shohei Otani, isn't that something? I'm not playing there. The bigger the bigger story, honestly, to me, is Buster Posey saying, we got an issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't attract people here anymore. Right. Wow. All right, get to another news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Uber ride goes wrong. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed a holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Thanks to Total Wine, you save more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and more. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, man, I don't know if you've seen the furious backlash. Uh-oh. To the criticism of Harvard over their refusal to hold accountable the president of the university, Claudine Gay. Not only for refusing to condemn, you know, calls for killing all the Jews on campus, but uh, because she is credibly accused of multiple instances of plagiarism. It's crazy, but man. they're standing by her. So some people have made the point. Well, I mean, they made a big deal about hiring their first uh, black female president last year, and yes. so this is probably why they don't want to take any heat from the left for firing a black woman. Now the NAACP uh, has said enough is enough. Harvard President Claudine Gay is a distinguished scholar and a professor with decades of service in higher education. The recent attacks on her leadership are nothing more than political theatrics advancing a white supremacist agenda. Yes! Yes! Way to now, come in. there's a writer named Nate Hochman who made this interesting point. 
Uh, in 2006, Larry Summers was the president of Harvard. He was forced to resign uh, because someone found a speech that he'd given a year before where he wondered if gender disparities in science and engineering might be the result of innate differences between men and women. Like one gender is maybe more suited for those fields than the other just mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who'd been the chief economist at the World Bank, treasury secretary, youngest tenured professor in Harvard history, and had published six books and over 100 academic articles. Now, for, for comparison's sake, Claudine Gay, when she was hired, she had a, uh, published a career total of 11 academic articles. For context, Summers published more than that in the single year of 1987. Gee, Gay wow. has also never published an academic book. So I don't think it's out of bounds to wonder whether or not the whole diversity, equity, and inclusion thing is uh, maybe at play here in her keeping her job. There's not a doubt in your mind. Well, there? no, of course not. There never has been. No. No, not at all. I mean, I, I mean, we talked about this early on, how, like, is she really going to get canned? I know. I mean, you know, even though, even though if anybody else would have said it. Well, this is interesting because this is also the same day you had the story earlier, the NAACP in Illinois in hot water for some remarks made on, was it a Zoom call? Is that the deal? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, where they're talking about, you know, illegal immigrants in Chicago, you know, taking over, you know, all parts of the city and then, you know, saying some things that made people very uncomfortable. I mean, to say the least, to the point where the governor of Illinois is saying her statements were reprehensible. You know, what exactly did that person say? Well, these immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. They don't speak the language and they look at us like we were crazy. So that got walked back. But not so much. I apologize for my comments. I want to make sure that I understand this, that I didn't say that. That could have been AI generated. Yeah, well, ser that, that, that's seriously it's incredible. That's incredible. Well, and, and you know, at, at first I, I thought, wow, could that be true? But then there was somebody else interviewed who was in on that call and resigned in protest after hearing her uh, wow. words. So other people heard her say it. Got it. All right. We'll be following that one. We got to get to Nimrod's roll. When out. the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Story out of your old stopping grounds. Austin, Texas, David. 27-year-old woman. Uh, Yushu Akami. Um, she had to get to the airport. Got in an Uber, uh, was complaining, hey, you're not driving fast enough. You got to go faster. Um, driver wasn't going to go any faster. Just, we'll get there. All of a sudden, uh, Yushu grabs the driver's phone and chucks it out the window. Whoa. Think, well, that's going to hold things up. Got to yeah. pull over and try to get the phone. He pulls over. She takes the car, steals the car to get to the airport. Oh, my gosh. They finally catch her at the Southwest Terminal. And she still had time to use the driver's credit card to buy a bunch of stuff before she got on the plane, but they got her. Well, it's duty-free. It's duty-free, you know. And that's Nimrod's in the news.